Hey guys, Dylan here, producer of the Ecommerce Alley podcast. Now, before we get into this episode, I wanted to let you know about a special offer that we are giving all of our podcast listeners. If you scroll down below this episode in the show notes, you'll find a link to a special podcast listener deal on our scientific e-commerce Facebook ads testing course. Now, normally this is $27, but we're going to give you a special link to grab it for only 10 And included with that is a 30-minute ads expert call where we help answer your questions and implement the content. Thank you very much for being a valued listener to our podcast. And now, on to this episode. Welcome to the E-Commerce Alley podcast, where we believe that great brands are built on passionate leadership, smart operations, and of course, powerful marketing. I am your host, Josh Coffey, like the drink, but better. And uh, today I have two special guests of honor with me. Uh, and these are actually clients of ours uh, that we worked with. We've done a ton of stuff together. And so I'm excited as well because they're in person. So if you're not watching and you're listening, go to YouTube, alleypodcast.com slash YouTube. Check this out. We're in person and we're going to dive deep into some things around marketing and business. Chris, right Ryan, good. it's good to have you guys here. <laughs> thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Now, you, now, just so everyone knows, they drove all the way down from uh, Michigan to mm-hmm. be here, which is pretty cool. It is. That's a, that's a that's a commitment for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just I what I do want to do, I kind of want to read off a little bit about freedom fatigues, um, just to kind of give everyone a starting base here. So, anyone listening? So Ryan and Chris are the owners of a brand called Freedom Fatigue. So Freedom Fatigues is an American lifestyle apparel brand located just outside. Of Detroit. They're a veteran and law enforcement officer owned and operated company dedicated to producing unapologetically patriot apparel and accessories that are exclusively made here in the U.S. of A. As a family run establishment, they strive to promote our country's values and peacekeepers everywhere, partnering only with fellow American companies to produce 100% top to bottom American made merchandise of superior quality. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yep. I love that. In a nutshell. That's it in a nutshell. Well, I pull it right from your website, yep. so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I recognize it. Yeah. So okay. So you guys, you guys are sell, you guys sell a lot of apparel. Everything from, I mean, top to bottom, completely made here. Mm-hmm. And is it all? And, and so, um, is it all like local, like to you guys, or just in the states as a whole? Just in the states as a whole, it's made. There's different items are made throughout the country, but okay. uh, they're decorated locally. Okay. So tell me about like, so this, you guys have been around since, was it 2018 we just said? Mm-hmm. 2018. 2018. So you guys are like, you're, is this your, you're four right now, if I can do math, which I really can't. Um, <laughs> so year four, like what was the, uh, what was the shift that kind of started the business for you? Like what was the initial, like the one you just say, you know what, we're going to start a clothing brand. That's exactly how that happened. Is that how it happened? Really? <laughs> Not even. <laughs> no. Well, a little bit. Well, sort of, but I mean, it was kind of like. Well, no, because I would have never thought to start a t-shirt company if I didn't get hurt. And then, so I, I had an accident at work and okay. it ended my career. And I was, after surgery one or two, I was laying on a couch and I'm thinking to myself, I was told I'll never be able to do law enforcement ever again. Mm. So I'm like, what am I going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. And I was just watching something on YouTube, how to start a t-shirt company. I said, we're going to start a t-shirt company. And then <laughs> she looked at me like I was crazy, but... 
here we are. Get on board. Mm-hmm. It, that's awesome. I mean, it just sparked the idea. And I, what I love about, like, just what I know about you guys is that, like, everything is, like, based on who you are and what you believe. And uh, and so for you, so you, you said you had an accident. So you were a, you were in law enforcement and you Correct. were military too? Yes. Okay. So military and the law enforcement, how, were you, how long were you in law enforcement? Almost 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. And then what, nine in the military? Was mm-hmm. that nine years in the military? Well, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I feel like a wimp compared to everything <laughs> you've probably been through. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. So you guys are, so husband, wife, mm-hmm. duo. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have anyone else on your team? We have, like, we have a designer we work with, but mm-hmm. everybody's, uh, we keep it tight knit. So they're friends. They're all friends or mm-hmm. family that work with us. We don't um, really have anybody outside of our circle. Really? Okay. Okay. So then just, to, just for like everyone. So I read off a little bit of your bio. Like, can you break down a little bit like, um, about the business and like the types of stuff that you guys sell? Sure. Um, well, <clears throat> what we sell is basically hats, t-shirts, sweatshirts, anything like apparel wise other than pants. We don't have pants, but like anything that outerwear, it's 100% American made and it's all geared towards patriots. I mean, it doesn't have, we're not geared towards just veterans or just police or just this. It's uh, everyday uh, Amer- people who love America all around. So that's where, that's who we're aiming for. Because that's who we are. And that's who I am. Yeah. Yeah. I, <clears throat> it's funny, like when we, so Ryan, you and I met, uh, I don't know, six months ago, something like that. So yeah. you guys went through one of our coaching programs, uh, marketing stuff. In Q4, which mm-hmm. that was that was fun. That was a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kind of went through that together. And I think what was really cool is, like, as soon as I met you, I had never met Chris until a month and a half, two months ago. Yeah. yeah. I never met Chris, but just by knowing you, like, we're all Midwesterners. Mm-hmm. And you could, like, tell Midwesterners when you meet them, you yeah. know? And, you know, we're all, we're all from small towns usually. Yeah. And everyone's, like, super down to earth. And I think that's one of the things that when we first met you and then I also met you like that's just you could tell like who you guys really were yeah and that you stood behind the products that you sold mm-hmm. um now so you you're in a pretty and I think this would be really interesting to talk about because like there are so many people that I talk to uh and in our program and in our in our groups and stuff like that that are that say hey like we're in a super saturated niche like there's and I don't think there's a niche that isn't saturated <laughs> to be honest mm-hmm. but you guys have thrived and seriously grown a business um, and are continuing to build that business in a short four years, really. Like, a, And it looks like a lot of your growth from what I've seen has happened in the last two years, really. Yeah. A good chunk of that. Yeah. So, like, what do you say to someone who says, hey, I'm in a saturated niche? Like, what do you, like, I can't grow in a saturated niche. Um, I, like you said, I think <clears throat> most niches are pretty saturated. So you just have to find what makes you different from everybody else and focus on that. Yeah, so differentiate yeah. yourself from the, the, the field. Mm-hmm. So that you can stand out, yeah, yeah. and be authentic to who you actually are, and mm-hmm. it'll the brand will speak for itself. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, you know, I think one thing that's good is like you guys have, you guys have really niched down to like this is our audience and this is who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and can, and I'd love to talk about like so, so for some people listening, and if you in you know me knowing your brand, uh, some people would say it's more on the controversial side. Um, I know you. You're, patriotism flowing through your veins, unapologetic America. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, what are some of those things that maybe you've come up against with that? Because I know that 
nowadays it is it's pretty tough mm -hmm. like to really like blaze a trail in an in an area that is sometimes seen as controversial mm -hmm. so i mean there's technical <clears throat> there's um technical constraints trying to navigate through um the censorship on social media mm -hmm. um walking a line between what we actually want to say and what we can say mm -hmm. um which i never thought i'd have to do in america you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like here, who we would are. have thought patriotism would be controversial? Or you can, or you, you're considered a terrorist by our government for you know what? Like with the schools, like the the parents that are standing up against stuff in schools, they're they're calling them terrorists. Or pe people are patriotic. They're trying to label them mm -hmm. as a terrorist. It's like so. I guess if that what you're gonna call me, I'll be <laughs> not a terrorist, but I'm gonna be a patriot loving American. That's who I'm always gonna be. If that's what they want to identify us as, then that's just their own their own way of dealing with whatever they're dealing with you have so. to just steer the course i think um remember who you are what your mission is what you're trying to do um and work within the confines of what what's given to you so yeah. unfortunately there are confines on social media but we do have to work within those as much as we can and still be authentic at the same time yeah i think that's a challenge too you know like if, like there's certain things that you know you might be, we might believe or that we really stand by our products too and yeah. i know that other people but uh, but you also need to abide by the rules right. of some of these platforms, which, you know, I think of uh, some of the unadvertisable niches. Like I think of CBD. I think of like a lot of supplements are really just uh, it's hard. They're restricted because you can't make anything that sounds like a promise at all. You can't even like mention arthritis or you can't mention certain words. Mm -hmm. um, I think of firearm companies and, and just some of those like more restricted areas mm -hmm. um, that they all kind of go through that. Mm -hmm. And so I, what I think what I think is really unique is like you guys. I feel like at the end of it, the day, like you have to have this conviction right. to say we're pressing forward. Like we will, we'll abide by the rules because we have to, and this is what we'll do. Like we'll be okay with that, mm -hmm. um, but we're going to continue pressing on. Mm -hmm. um, now, tell me about so when you guys started, uh, you started and uh, and you weren't as far as like sourcing products. It sounds like you you've kind of like upgraded over time to like different kinds of models. Like so, what did you start with when you first began your journey? Uh, from like sourcing products, so it was the, it was the typical journey of start your T-shirt brand, you know. So it was drop shipping, DTG printing. Mm -hmm. um, nothing was American made at the time, mm -hmm. um, but even with that scenario, um, we struggled with um, finding a printer that would print some of our designs that didn't. People were just saying, and, it, and it's they not even, even nothing print was stuff. nothing yeah. was even controversial. Okay. It was just. Like it was they just didn't like they didn't what they like assumed what, our politics what, what, were. What, we, what our politics were, and it yeah. was like so. We eventually got to a company out in California. They raised the prices by sixty to eighty percent on us overnight after we sent in a design, and they didn't like it. So they basically discriminated us and pushed us out the door. And we had a lot of money invested at this point in time. We were both. I remember standing in our living room looking at each other, going, "Now what? What do we do? Do we throw in the towel?" And I'm like, "No." We're we gonna, just, we pulled back and we, we decided to go full throttle with I what said, we always wanted we're to gonna do. Be 100, yeah. We're going to be 100% American made now. And I said, that we're going to figure it out. How are we going to do that? Research. He went into like just diving in deep into what we need to do. And it just kind of evolved from there. And here we are. And it's, it, we're 100% American made. And mm -hmm. I mean, that's what puts us in our, almost like our own niche. I mean, there's not too many people in there. Like our, we're not saturated. That's right. the differentiating factor within the patriotic yes, apparel so, community. Mean, we're not saturated in the American-made aspect of it, but that's fine. I'll be, mm -hmm. I'll be, I'll offer it. 
Mm-hmm. So you're saying the most are they might have things on their t-shirts that are patriotic, but they're made in China. Made in China. Right. Okay. So that's really your guys is like your largest unique point is right. Yeah. Everything is made here. Yeah. Now and, and I know we uh, we've talked a little bit about this. So like you're saying. You you said I forget the one liner. It's like knit sewn yeah. bag. Knit I forget cut, what sewn dyed. Knit cut sewn like mm-hmm. literally everything is made here. Right. That's yeah. pretty. I, that's pretty impressive. Like even the bags. Uh, I don't know necessarily the shipping. I'm pretty bags. sure for the most part, even our vinyl. So our stickers that we put our stickers on, we had to order American made vinyl just yeah. to print our stickers on. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we take it seriously. Like when it comes to American made, we don't just it's say difficult. it. It's difficult. It is difficult and it's <laughs> yeah. hard, but like what really pisses me off, sorry, I can't swear on your show here, um, is the brands that say packaged, printed, mm-hmm. and shipped then from. shipped from yeah. in the U.S. They're leaving out the everything else. They're trying to make it sound like they're made here. Mm-hmm. When everything else that they say is leading the person who's like, oh, look, look, they're all done. They did all this here in the U.S. It must be made here. And it's 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 a mind. You're playing with the mind of the people that are buying it because they're thinking they're getting an American-made product. And mm. that pisses me off. Because I'm seeing that. I see all these other people, and they're like, it's not. It's made in Bangladesh. And you're, mm. and you're selling it here for the, you know, probably more than we're selling ours from being made in America. Mm-hmm. So that that that's a frustrating part of it. To see other people try to say they are when I know they're not. But we you know, are. Yeah, you know, I. Ne- it's funny. I. I never thought about that. You know, thought about the the language, like how you can spin language to sound like it's mm-hmm. like yep. like packaged in America right. is not made in America. And so, like, I think that that I never really was aware of that personally until I met you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, there's so much stuff that says, you know, package shipped from America. Like you printed just spin, in. printed it. Yeah, you yeah. can you can spin it any way, but. Everything else is not from here. Right. So so it means that you guys have to really stand by your convictions because you can make a lot more money if you oh, didn't yeah. do that. I mean, For even sure. the companies that say all that, people will type in and ask them. And instead of saying, no, they're not made in America, they still respond with, all of our items are packaged, printed, labeled, whatever. Everything but made. They still don't respond with, no, it's not. Their response is still, like, they still can't say no. It's like somebody who's trying to lie on the stand. Like, you're trying to ask them a question, they, and you know what the answer is, but they keep saying the wrong answer. Kind of like, what's your name on TV right now? <laughs> so, um, so it sounds like, so, lot, so that is something you guys have really stood by. That mm-hmm. is your differentiator. Now, the challenge is obviously being able to communicate that. Yep, and, and being able <clears throat> to educate the audience to know the difference between what's real and what's not. Yeah. So how are you doing that right now? Um, <laughs> I... I I don't know exactly other than to say that we try to keep our messaging very clear mm-hmm. um, and trying not to say what everybody else says, like he said, which is just printed, packaged, and shipped. We try mm-hmm. to be very clear. So like on all of our product descriptions, we'll, we'll mention the fact that the fabric is made here. They're, they're cut and sewn here. It's, we, we try to get real granular in the description so people understand that there is a difference with what they're mm-hmm. getting from us. Mm-hmm. And as far as like uh like from a marketing standpoint, like can you break down like what are you guys doing right now? Where does the majority of the revenue come from mm-hmm. on the marketing front? Hey, thanks for checking out the e-commerce Alley podcast. If you've been enjoying this episode so far, it would mean a ton to us if you'd leave us a rating on whatever podcast app you're listening to. And as a token of our appreciation, if you take a screenshot of your review and email it to team at the 
we're just gonna go ahead and shoot you a $10 Amazon gift card just as a thank you. Now, back to the episode. Yeah, so right now, the majority of our efforts and the majority of the revenue is, is through social media advertising, mm-hmm. um, Facebook and Instagram at the moment. Okay. Um, and uh, a little bit through Google ads. Okay. And email marketing. Okay, and email, and email. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like those are the two things, right? Like we tell everybody that, like ads and email, ads and email, like those are the things that drive, like what percentage do you save your revenue those account for? Um, about 20% is through email. Okay. And the majority of it comes, the rest of it comes from Facebook. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? So social is really not even a huge driver for you guys, like revenue-wise? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. Wow. And you're in, your, in organic? What about that? Um, it's small. We're mm-hmm. working on it at the moment. We're working on, on uh, SEO and, and driving some more organic traffic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so like... As far as like, I, I'm curious, like, what is your, the largest challenge? So you're four years in, you ran in like, it, it sounds pretty early on. You started, you ran into the, uh, the supplier issue mm-hmm. previously, but like, other than that, like, what do you think one of the largest challenges that you've come up against in growing a business, um, or in getting to where you are right now? And I ask this because I, like, I, I talk to so many people that they're a year in and like, they have something like what happened to you guys happen and it just wipes them out. Like it mm-hmm. annihilates them. They just, they do throw in the towel. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know what? Supplier screwed me over. Mm-hmm. Like I'm done, you know, and they throw that in. Yeah. Um, so like it takes a lot to get through that. So I think it's good for people to hear like, they're not the only ones that experience no. that. So like, what would you say one of your largest obstacles you'd come up against might be? Um, it, it's circumventing Facebook and okay. navigating through uh, advertising in their platform. Mm-hmm. Um, with all the challenges of the iOS updates, um, mm-hmm. the removal of audiences that we were using a lot. Uh, it's really learning to adapt. And the fact that we're not selling I love liberal shirts. You know, I mean, that's it. I mean, we're not selling a shirt that says I love liberals on it. And it's like that would, like if that was the case, Facebook would probably put it right, right up in the front, you know. But we're, we're patriotic. And they don't, it seems to me that when we're fighting an uphill battle, mm-hmm. just being a patriotic American because they don't, they don't necessarily like what we're about and what we stand for. And if that's just being an American, then it's almost like you want to say, give them a big bird to them, but you can't because you got to, you got to play the game. And that's a, it's a crappy game. I wish I didn't have to play it. Like if you could have like the other social medias that are coming out, say what you want. I don't care what other people are saying. Just let everybody have a a place of free speech where you're Mm -hmm. not censored. Yeah. And then we, you know, we got Musk working on that right now, but I, do I think he's a savior for it? No, it's, something's got to be done dynamically over the whole, everywhere on social media. And so that you don't have people like me and, and, and her going, we got to be careful what we say. Not because we're going to like hurt somebody's feelings. We're just, we love our country. Mm-hmm. And sorry that offends you. If you don't like it, then say bad things on your... It's navigating the culture for mm-hmm. sure. And then, yeah. the, and then the technical hurdles that come along with that on the platforms. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely tough. Mm-hmm. What are you? Uh, what are you guys working on next? Like, what's the next big push you guys are doing in the business? Uh, growth. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, we'd we'd like to see um, more growth in the face of these struggles. Mm-hmm. So. And now we have the ability to grow, as before we didn't. But like, we're in a position now where we have the room, the space, the mm-hmm. team, the people. Right. So, we're poised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And what do you mean by that? Like the room, the people, and uh, our our actual operation. Um, we have a team of um, 
well, we have uh, printers, we have fulfillment um, <clears throat> a center that we're working with. Everything's on in-house mm -hmm. right there. And it's just, we have the ability to grow. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we go from 1,500 square feet to 25,000 square feet. So we mm -hmm. have room to expand. So mm -hmm. quite a bit different. Yeah, that's amazing. And I know that we're part of that too, so I'm excited. Yep. <laughs> we have all these campaigns for everyone, anyone listening. We have yep. all these things that are about to go live. And I guess like from my perspective, you know, sitting over here, you know, when we first engaged, <clears throat> uh, I know that Ryan, one of your biggest questions was like, even before we did the coaching program, you know, you're like, would you be willing to help our brand and not, you know, hurt us kind of like that supplier yes. did? And I remember you telling yeah. me that story. And, uh, and I'm excited to be part of this journey because I think that, you know, I, I love my country. I love America. I love what we stand for. And, uh, and I also know that we are, like you said, Chris, we're fighting an uphill battle. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and it's not going to stop. You know, we're just flat out in a niche that is an uphill battle. Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of things that we're, you know, we're not going to break the rules. We're mm -hmm. going to follow them, but we're going to follow them all the way up until the line mm -hmm. of the rule. Right? Right. So yep. we're going to do what we have to do. But I think in all these moments, uh, like for anybody listening, like you have to, uh, if you're back into a corner, you can either give in mm -hmm. or you can fight, right? right. You could, you, you could, you're either forward or you're going to coward. Right. And so I think that for, and I think all of our mindset is in that, like, we're going to fight. We're going to fight for what we believe, mm -hmm. for the products, for the convictions mm -hmm. that we have. And then also, um, we're going to figure, like, we will figure it out. I don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know what audiences we can or can't target. Right. <laughs> I know that there, across the board, there were so many audiences removed in the last three, four months. Um, but we're going to find the ones that work. We're going to mm -hmm. find the ads that work. We're going to find the products that really work. And we're going we're gonna to keep pushing forward. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's the biggest takeaway from all of this. Like, one thing I've learned about you guys is you guys don't give up. No. Um, I know off, off, you know, before we chatted right here, we were even talking about how you were moving to a new company that you're partnering with a lot of fulfillment stuff. Mm -hmm. You ran into bumps and hurdles through that. And even those moments are tricky, but you've navigated through those. And now, you know. We're, like you said, we're poised and we're in a good spot. Right. Yeah. And I think that perseverance is not quitting is just the biggest part of winning. Absolutely. You're never going to win if you quit. Yeah. You can't succeed if you give up on it. Yeah. I think that uh, I coach people all the time. I talk to people all the time that they have one little thing and it just sets them over. They're like, oh, mm -hmm. I can't get this to work. Can't get this ad to work. Or I can't get whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy. It's so it's easy. The easy route is giving up. Right. And, uh, and so you guys are in in it because it's clear you believe right. in what you do. Yep. Um, and I do too. Yeah. So, so all awesome. Well, just so anyone knows, um, if you want to see Ryan and Chris's company, Freedom Fatigues, I mean, that's just the handle, right? On social media. Mm -hmm. Freedom, yep. Freedom Fatigues. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, well, like the name. Can you explain the name to me real quick? I had never have asked this before. Freedom Fatigues. <laughs> Let you do that one. No, this was actually, it was, it was, you were the one that came up with it. Right. So... <laughs> I'd say you, yeah, I, she, we had a bunch of, I can't even remember now what we I had. Know. I mean, at a time I was yeah. going through surgery, so it was in between, like I was probably on some sort of narcotic when I was done. <laughs> That's probably how this whole thing started. I was on narcotics and I'm like, let's start a t-shirt company. It's going to be great. And here we are four years later. It's great. Trust me. But it was a lot of, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of, oh my gosh, what are we doing? Like moments that sometimes you're like, well, but I mean, you know, freedom just embodies yes. the message that we have. Mm -hmm. Right. So, mm -hmm. and then with his background, uh, military uh, police background fatigues. Um, it, go ahead and tell them what fatigues is. No, it's just it's, it's, it's an article of clothing. I mean, it, it basically should anything. It could be any article of clothing, and, and, mm. and for the military, the word fatigues is, is what they use for their dress. That's oh, I didn't know that. Everyday okay, dress. everyday dress. Yeah. So their fatigues are 
or that's what their fatigues are, obviously. Um, so with freedom fatigues, it, it embodies everything from just shirts, hats, everything. That's it's, it's gear that you wear. So it's your everyday um, patriotic, everyday patriotic gear. Yeah. Okay. You know, I thought it was uh, you're really fatigued when you're coming up with a brand, and you're like. <laughs> We love freedom, but I'm a little fatigued, and it's daunting. I am a little. We hope people don't think that. No, but I am a little bit fatigued with our government right now. So (laughs) if we can do something about that and get uh, something rolling in there, DC. I just left DC last weekend, and it was kind of like, like almost bittersweet. Like I'm there, and I'm looking at the White House, going like, you know, it's like deal with this. It's like come on, you know, it's like all right. It was it was prophetic. You you knew it would be a fatigue. Fatigue battle, you know, right. <laughs> with the brand as you grow it. Yeah. You know, you get fatigued at some That's point. That's right. Um, awesome, awesome, cool. Well, hey, thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it, guys, uh, coming down here. Um, and so for anybody listening, you have been listening to the E-Commerce Alley podcast produced behind the scenes by the legendary Dylan Counts. We want to say thank you for listening. If you want to get more information on the Alley podcast, then go to alleypodcast.com. If you want to join our free Facebook group, the Alley Podcast group, you have to join it. Or the e-commerce Alley Podcast group, alleypodcast.com slash group. It'll send you there. We do weekly live trainings, tons of resources in a great community. But thank you for listening and we will see you next time. Hey guys, it's Josh. Thanks for listening to the audio version of the e-commerce alley. Did you know that we actually have an amazing set in high quality video production that gets posted on YouTube every single week? If you've never watched the e-commerce alley on YouTube, you have to go to alleypodcast.com slash YouTube to check it out. Once again, thank you for listening to this podcast and we hope you enjoy this episode.